0: Hey guys, Andy here, the Euro Trips podcast host. Just a disclaimer before we do carry on the episode. When we first recorded this episode, we had the plan of doing all our league predictions in the same recording, but the Premier League one overran quite a lot due to quite a lot of debates we had. So therefore, we thought we'd do one episode purely on Premier League and then combine the other three leagues in a separate episode next week. So to start of the episode, I will say about how we're going to talk about all the leagues but this episode will purely be Premier League and then we'll have another episode next week to cover La Liga, Bundesliga and Serie A. But let's get into the episode and hope you guys enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Football Podcast. The new season is upon us in Europe as we prepare this weekend for the start of football once again domestically. I'm your host Andy and I'm as ever joined by two of our guests, our regular guests in Na'im and Ryan. How are you boys?
1: Which one goes first? What? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> for that's you.
0: Not, a general, uh, general question, wasn't it? Like...
1: <laughs> no, no, I think it was, it was a bit more of a, a standoff between me and Naeem. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm fine, thank you.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm not too bad, I'm a bit tired, but we move. Good stuff, good stuff. Right, so in this episode, it's the usual crack from the last two years. I'll see some predictions. So... And as ever, as we saw last year, we're doing predictions from all the leagues, which includes Premier League, Serie A, La Liga, as well as Bundesliga and League 1. And we have to start off with a quick announcement. Jonathan, who's been a of our Podcast for many years, for a long time now, he has taken a step back due to his studies, but we're hoping he can come back now and again for um, the occasional Bundesliga roundup. And we are changing the format slightly now where we are going to... Um, focus on just Premier League in terms of weekly debates, but we'll have once a month around the of all the other leagues to keep you guys in the loop as to what's happening. Uh, but just to focus a bit more on the Premier League, because that is all of our favourite leagues, so we may as well do more debates on that. And that's where we're going to start off, is the Premier League. So in terms of all the leagues we're doing today, our categories are the league champions, who is qualifying for the Champions League, who qualifies for Europa League and the Conference League. The teams that will get relegated, the first manager to get sacked, the surprise team, the flop team, golden boot winner, player of the season and most underwhelming player of the season. A new one to our um, normal predictions, categories. So we're going to start off from bottom to top. So we're going to go from bottom first. So relegated. So Naeem, which three teams for you are going to go down? And if you can, give me from 20th to 18th.
2: Right, so yeah, the three teams that I've gone for are. There's always one team that usually does get relegated of the ones that come up from the championship. I know last season all three that did come up, stayed, managed to stay up, but um, considering the squads and the managers they had, um, it was pretty fair to see why they did. But our 20th place team, Sheffield United. Um, obviously, they're back in the Premier League again after a brief spell out. Uh, I think yeah, I don't think they're going to be doing this well this season. And the you know, last time they came up, um, I think they. I think they're going to the European spots. I think the European League, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, this time round, I think they're going to go straight back down. Uh, the squad's not the greatest. And I think, yeah, this is going to be a bit too much for them. 19th place, I think today they've just announced um, Gary O'Neill is going to be their manager. So, obviously, that's giving it away. But Wolves, um, Loptigie is a good manager. Obviously, they've got rid of him. They've obviously were struggling to score goals last season, and, you know, just about stayed up last season. I think they're going to struggle again this season. You know, Gary O'Neill is a decent manager, but um, with all the problems that they have going on there with their squad, you know, they've gotten rid of a few players and they haven't really brought anyone in worth of note that I can see. Uh, like I said, they're not, not really high goal scorers. So, yeah, I've gone for Wolves. as my 19th place team. And then another team... One that I've looked at their squad, they haven't really added anyone in there. And if you look look at their squad, it's they've got a few decent players in there, but it's not not the greatest in my opinion. They've got a decent manager that should be able to keep them up, but I think their time they've been threatening relegation in the last couple of seasons, and you know just avoided it. But you know they've got um obviously I do know I won't say I won't say that. I'm gonna go with Everton. Um, I think I think this time round. Yeah, their squad, squad, I don't really rate their squad, really. You know, they've they've kind of got a bit lucky last season to stay up. You know, they left it quite late. So, I think, yeah, those three teams, they're going to struggle this season, in my opinion. So, yeah, 20th place, Sheffield United, 19th Wolves and 18th Everton. I think, yeah, this is the time to go down. And um, they've got a new stadium in the books, but, you know, if they go down, then that might have to be put on hold. So,
0: yeah, I've gone for those three teams as my relegated teams this season. I'll surprised with Everton because I think Sean Dyche is has proven, except for you know that one year recently, he's always good at keeping Burnley up, and you know, mm-hmm. he did keep Everton up. But and I think you know the issue for me is scoring goals for them, and I think that's that'll true. be the biggest downfall because I think um, you know Calvalou and when he's fit, he's good, but when he's fit is about three or four times a year, and I think that's a big one for me in terms of having him there I think it feels great and you got the Corey and Arnold, just a guy on a gay but I think for me the biggest difference to them is Jordan Pickford. I think that whilst he has his critics he made some tremendous saves of crucial games particularly the Leicester game that we saw watched on the plane to Thailand and also the game against Bournemouth on the final day so I think whilst they won't be I don't think anywhere near a top table team or even maybe 11th or 12th um, I, I think that there'll be a team that will be comfortable and safe but nowhere near anything else but um but for me, yeah, uh, I'll give my giveaway now. Mention Wolves, I've got their 19th because for me, it's just it just stinks of relegation. It stinks of Southampton for last season because they only scored their top score in the whole league last year Ruben Neves was with six goals, and of course, Neves is off now. Uh, who's going to score a goal? They haven't brought anyone in. I know they bought and they got rid of that Raul Jimenez, even though he was a guy that was declining in terms of obviously mm. not being the same player since the injury, but they haven't brought anyone. In at the moment and I'm sorry I know a lot of people were saying about his unfair sacking but Gary O'Neill I don't think is actually that good a manager I think he was lucky the fact that there were just three or four teams that were way worse but everyone forgets for a lot of time last season Bournemouth were, were losing a lot of games they had a really bad run of form and I think that they had the odd few here and there and I, I can see where they're coming from but at the same time I don't think it's a good appointment, especially going from someone like Lopetegui, who has got a fantastic track record, track record despite what's happened with Madrid and Spain. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, he is a good manager. I think that he kept them up last year. It was solely down to him. And I think losing him, and I think it's the, the whole thing has gone on behind the scenes with him and the reason why he's left is a bit, it's not quite good. And there's a lot of money problems as well at the club. So I think for me, Wolves are... Especially now, Lopetegui. I think. I think if he was still there, Lopetegui the could have saved them. He would have been the reason. But now he's gone. Gary and are, I don't think will do anywhere near as a, press, press a job as last year. So that's why I've got him and Wolves nineteenth, twentieth. I've gone for Sheffield United. Even before recent news was and die, I would have had them finishing in the bottom three anyway. But I think now this mean to me they're in twentieth for me. Sheffield United. I think there's no real one there. I'm thinking is great. I know. Spoiler alert, Luton Arnham are bottom three and I know they've not really lost you know, they've not really bought anyone in a big note I know Bark is coming today and I know that they've brought in someone like Chong but I think Sheffield United Paul Bottom, proved a couple of years ago he wasn't a Premier League manager, i am not seeing anything to prove otherwise despite their their form last season and I think for me the big, big thing is losing and dying I think that's why they'll finish rock bottom for me and then 18th isn't Bournemouth I think they'll finish 17th um, it's Bournemouth, I, I think that Last season, again, I mentioned O'Neill, and I'm fully aware that the new guy coming in may well be the difference. He may come in and, um, you know, do the business and, and get him playing better than O'Neill, but it could work the other way. It could work the other way. And he's even though he's not got permanently experience, that doesn't mean he may not do well, but also mean he may struggle. And I just I think personally, last season, he did really well staying up. But I think uh, maybe a second season syndrome situation for Bournemouth, and I don't know whether the players they've got to stay in another season of Premier League football and stay up. So for me, Bournemouth are in 18th and we're mentioning Newton Town. Um, now, I may as well mention it now. They are my surprise team because I think everyone is pulling them in the bottom three. I don't know what you've got, Ryan, yet, but everyone's pulling them in the bottom three and I think personally, I think what we're going to see from Newton is a Huddersfield kind of season. I think we'll see for one year a team that has got, let's face it, not very good players just about stay up and have these famous days like I think... Huddersfield beat Newcastle United. I think they beat Chelsea away as well. I don't know whether that was first or second year, but they they get the results now and again. And I think Huddersfield, sorry, Newton like Huddersfield, are can have this one year where I think just the pure factor of you know, not being in the Premier League before, it's the first time at the home ground for the fans. I think home advantage will be key. I think that will get in point think just the fact that I know the home form wasn't great the year before and the Championship, I think, being in the Premier League is going to get the fans fired up and I think that can get the players fired up and I think for one year they're going to surprise everyone and just about survive. Um, Ryan, over, over, over to you uh, for your bottom three.
1: Okay, so for bottom 20th and I think we'll have an absolute shocking Derby-esque season. I, I think Luton... <laughs> I, 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 I disagree, <laughs> disagreed entirely with uh, with what you just mentioned. I just don't think they've got any kind of Premier League quality in their squad, and it won't be enough, in my opinion. Not against maybe you know maybe a few years ago, perhaps, but there's too many good teams now in the Premier League to to go up against. You know, week in, week out, and I can't see Lewin staying
0: up I'm going to say sorry to interrupt you Ryan I'm going to say that we were saying this about Bournemouth last season and the same thing about Huddersfield all those years ago and there's many teams that have come up um, mm. I, there's many teams I can't think top of the head really, there? there's plenty of teams that have come up with no Premier League experience um, Bournemouth, yeah. Bournemouth when they first came up in 2015 we were saying the same thing about them and they survived and I think that for the first time ever in the Premier League we see a lot of teams they do stay up for the first time ever in the Premier League I think only really Blackpool I can think of that really have Done, not done that. And I think you look at Wigan back in the day when they first went up their first time in Premier League. They stayed up and did for many years, even though everyone was writing them down. So I think I get I get what everyone's saying. I get the reasons why people are saying this. and They were a team that went through the playoffs and you know it, and all that kind of stuff. But I just think that for one year, their first time ever in the Premier League for a lot of these players as well, I think that maybe may be a thing that puts them over the line and gets them over the hurdle and keeps them in the Premier League just for one season.
1: Um well I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I I don't expect anything from them this season. In terms of nineteenth, I've gone for Sheffield United, another team that have come up. Again, for similar reasons, they've not really bolstered their squad in the kind of sense that teams sort of around them, like the bottom sort of half, have done as well. They've lost a few players and I don't expect anything from them either. One team I did agree with you on is Wolves because of everything that's surrounding the club right now, the financial fair play issues. Robert leaving, they've lost a fair number of players as well, not really replaced him with quality. And, you know, I don't really rate Gary O'Neill either, as you mentioned. So, yeah, it was, um, it was actually sort of a, not 50-50, but a sort of, with with them, Everton, because they've not strengthened at all. And actually West Ham, because they've lost to, well, they've lost, you know, their most important player in Royce. They've lost a very, what what could have been an important player in Skamaka They could very well lose Paqueta as well to Manchester City. And the kind of players that they're replacing them with, I mean, Ward Prowse is a good sign, and don't get me wrong, um, Harry Maguire would not be a very good signing, and I don't understand what they're doing whatsoever. I mean, the fact that they're advertising on a web- a certain website that all professional clubs use, but not many Premier League clubs advertise on there. You know, I saw this in the Athletic that they were advertising for positions. You know, do <laughs> they, they not have a scouting department? I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You can you, you can find options just by playing Football Manager. So, it's, that was incredible to read, but I yeah, I think war, at the moment wars are in more trouble than West Ham and Everton, so they are more free to go down.
2: They're probably, they're probably just going to cut the costs, West Ham, while doing advertising on that website, you know? Maybe. <laughs> Wait, that's crazy, man. How can you be doing that? It's just, Maybe. you know, they won a trophy and then... You know, it's like they're going backwards. Like it's it's just weird. Yeah. Well,
1: according according to Rory Jennings, winning uh, winning 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 the trophy um, you should still get your manager sacked. You know, um, <laughs> I thought the goal of a of a manager is um, to win trophies for a football club. So that was a bit oh, yeah. funny to read. Listen to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, we don't really listen to much
2: he's got to say.
0: <laughs> I mean, speaking of West Ham, I think everything all the turmoil there. This is why for me, I've got David Moyes as my first sacked manager. Because I think what we saw, was I, I think the league, the conference league win did massively gloss over the cracks. And I think yeah. everyone forgets how bad they were um, last season. I think they finished 14th last year. And Moyes were under a lot of pressure. And I think that if they start off next this season, I should say, really badly, I think it could be in trouble. And I think West Ham, I, they've, they've got rid of them before. So they wouldn't be afraid to do that. And, you know, I know, I actually think Maguire is a good signing because I think, You've seen him in a back three, even for the back four for Leicester, for a team with less pressure, like a lesser, for example, how much he performs. I think that what we saw Manu for a lot of time was the pressure being Manu and Manu captain and having that massive transfer fee over your head, I think got was too much of him. I don't think he was saw him built flat. I think put him back down a peg to sort West Ham's level, you put him They may put him as captain still because they haven't got a current captain in place. I think Cresswell may get it, but I think he he may not get it if he's in play now. But I think either way, I think he'll be good signing for me because I think he automatically just brings, I think that kind of level of football, I think he's much better for. I think that's where he will excel. I don't think he's Man quality, but I do think he's West Ham quality, as he proved with Leicester, a team that you know, was challenging for European places when he was there. Um, and I think there's a lot of turmoil West Ham, but I think they'll be fine in terms of league position. I don't think they'll go down, but I, I don't see him being in the top 10 at all. And I think that I can see him maybe getting a best, maybe to the first round of knockouts in Europa League, but I don't see him winning that either. So either way, I just think that, it's a club that is going to struggle, but Moyes again. We 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 shouldn't be automatically thinking he's going to keep a job because we've seen it with Ranieri, with Pellegrini, Mancini. These managers get sacked within a year or less than a year after winning a trophy. Even Mourinho got sacked was six months after winning the league. And I think if West Ham, you know, thirteenth, fourteenth by mid-November, I think he could he, he could lose his job even before that. Um, if I'm honest, so yeah, I think David Moyes will be my first manager to get sacked. Um, we'll go on to our category now actually whilst we're here um, Ryan over to you for your first manager to get sacked
1: David Moores is also my selection for this category <laughs> no yeah, way that, <laughs> yes surprisingly <laughs> I, oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I um it was between actually him and Gary O'Neill although he's not technically the Wolves manager yet but if he is I think it will be between one of them too. I don't think Luton or Sheffield United will sack their manager first if they're in the bottom three or you know all around that area. I think they'll give them a chance to maybe turn things around first. But yeah, I just think. I mean, he may not even get sacked. He may just leave David Moyes if if things are not going well because um, it's quite evident that behind the scenes that it's a absolute mess there right now. So he might just say, "I've had enough" and, and, and walk. But. Yeah, I can see him being the first to go.
0: I think Heckenbottom could be the first to go purely because Chris Wilder got sacked You know, less than a year after finishing 10th, whatever it was, the year when he first came back up. And I think that he hasn't got the same credibility as Welder. I know he got him back to Premier League, but he also got him down in the first place. So I think Heckenbottom could be a shout, but I do think Moyes, purely for... a carry-on effect of the pressure in the last season as well. Um, I think he could be the first to go. Um, And finally, Naeem, your first sack manager. Yep, it's a clean sweep, David Moyes.
2: Um, (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, yeah, so obviously when I was doing my predictions, this was before, you know, they were actually linked with getting Maguire and ward Prowse. But, you know, the the season started in a couple of days and you're only signing two players now. You know, Declan Rice has been gone nearly a month now. They should have really like had well they they knew it was gonna go anywhere so they really should have had a plan in place to um to just to also get some more players in. But I've got um one of my colleagues that I work as a West Ham fan um since the eighties and yeah he's not been happy with the way things are going. Um he's saying that David Moyes is like one of this him and you know the new um I think one of the investors they've got in there and they're not really seeing eye to eye the transfers so I think when it comes to that sort of thing poor runner games at the start of the season they'll um, they probably will look to get rid of him you know they done well to in Europa League but um sorry Conference League but you know like you guys were saying it kind of was paper over the cracks you know they had a poor poor season in the league and it was only 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 that other teams were, were worse than them that they didn't actually go down so I think yeah with the start they got they've got Chelsea and Man City at home in the first five games so you know with the way Obviously, Man City. You know, it's hard to beat them. Chelsea. They they look like they could um maybe surprise a few teams this season. With, obviously, they obviously Pochettino. They got got quite a good squad there. So I think yeah, if a couple bad a couple um bad games go, go against him, then I think he'll be getting sacked. And yes, yeah, you're yeah, not looking good for them at the moment. So yeah, they might they might might even get relegated this season because you know they've been they've been getting us into European places but yeah the two players that they're bringing in I don't think it's going to be enough to to really push them any further and like Ryan said they lost Kamacca you know and Antonio don't really score much goals to talk of him leaving as well they you know you need, you need at least at least two strikers in your team and you know they can't rely on Bowen too much they've got Ben Rama as well but yeah Paqueta goes as well you know he chipped in a few goals he, he looks looks um pretty decent. Um, at the back end of last season. So, yeah, I think, yeah, but, yeah, with but the way things are going here, yeah, he'll probably get sacked first, I reckon.
0: Now, we've mentioned West Ham, we mentioned Everton. Now, you can find our previous episodes, my season previews, with the Yarns for West Ham uh, from Gold Global, uh, talking about his time being with the team on a social channel when partying with Paquetta and some of Check that one out. I'll also check out our one with Toffee TV's Ped. For Everton, as well. Um, so if you haven't yet listened to that, go give those and also our other season previews, check, uh, checking out, including Naeem's um appearance on the Arsenal one. So do check that out as well if you want to get a Pacific team focused season preview. Now, Naeem, you mentioned teams are and surprise. Now, we may as well go into that category now. Um, our surprise team. So I've already alluded to mine, I think it's Luton purely for the fact that everyone has them going down. Um, and I think they could surprise people and have a few good results. Uh, but for you, name who's your surprise team?
2: Well, Ryan's not going to like the sound of this one. I've gone for Tottenham. Nah, I nah, I'm joking. Nah. I'm, nah. <laughs> I, would have, I
1: would have left <laughs> this fucking call right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I've actually gone for the same one as you, Andy. I'm um am Luton. There's always that one team, you know. People, people don't know how how to play against them. You know, with their stadium. Look how small it is. You know. Teams, teams won't be really used to playing on a small pitch like that. So I went for Luton, you know, obviously the, the, the squad's not the greatest, but I think, yeah, they might be a bit of a team that might be hard to, you know, beat at home. And, yeah, I think I think they might surprise a few people. So, you know, I've, I've gone for them. And it's um it's crazy also what uh, Pele and Panzu's done, you know, the first ever player to, you know, come from, well, be from one, be at the same club from National League all the way up to the Premier League. So yeah, fair play to him being there for ten years, I believe at Luton. So yeah, it must be must be crazy being being a footballer, you know, coming making a climb all the way up from there, you know, sticking out at one club. So I think their home form they might surprise a few teams, and you know, you know, you know, there's always there was that team that comes up and beats like the top one of couple of the top six at home, um, and yeah, they obviously stay up, and then the next season they they just like nose plummet and then get relegated. So. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, they might just have enough with the home form to stay up one season and then, yeah, get relegated back again. So, Luton, I've gone for.
0: Yeah, one more point on Luton. Don't be surprised. We saw it with uh, Huddersfield. We saw it with Wigan. They both, in their first month in my league, were top of the table. Uh, I think Wigan (laughs) second season. Uh, Don't be surprised if you see Luton Town in the top four in early September or mid-September. But then, and I think, for me, that'll be the big thing, will be I think they'll, if they have, say, if they go to October, they're, they're fourth or something like that. I think they may have included enough points in just that period alone to help them just mm-hmm. get over the line. Um, and I think Blackpool, even Blackpool were in a, I won't say they were in top 10 or maybe top 8 at one point. I can't remember now, but yeah, I think they, they were, yeah. Yeah, That's but they still went down. But, um, you know, I think it could be that kind of season for Luton. Um, finally, for you, Ryan, um, who's going to be your surprise team?
1: Well, evidently, it's not Luton Town.
0: but... <laughs>
1: It is another team that have come up and it is Burnley mm. because mm. the signings that they've made are very, very good, very clever sign-ins. Vincent Company, I feel, is, you know, well, well above the other managers in terms of the three that have come up and Burnley's just a hard place to win a game of football in general. No one likes going to turf more and... I don't know I can I, I can fit, see them finishing maybe you know eleventh or tenth somewhere like that, but I think that will be be a surprise, especially for a um, promoted team.
0: I think I think I did, I did my, just my own personal sort of notes. I did my own penalty table from first to twentieth, uh, just try and help me sort of gather what I'm doing for these predictions. And I had Burnley ninth. I think the way they're playing is so unlike Burnley after Burnley we've we've seen with Owen Coyle. Yeah and I forget the guy after him and then obviously Sean Dyche. Um and I think that there's some good players there. and they obviously they were people calling them one of the best ever championship teams ever in terms of the style the points they got the kind of style of football they played and there's a guy that I've heard a lot about called Manuel Benton a Belgian forward now he only been there since 2022 but i think a lot of people like Vizza, for example a big Bernie YouTuber um, he has been raving about him and I've heard a lot of people talking about Manuel Benton and I think that Looking at ones to watch, I think he's someone certainly to look into. Um, but yeah, I, I actually almost did up Bernie as my surprise team, but I just thought Luton would be that much more of a surprise going into this season. Let's move on further up the table, uh, heading on to our European places. So we're going to do, first of all, our Europa League and Conference League qualifiers. So, Ryan, which teams are qualifying for the Europa League and which teams qualifying for the Conference League?
1: Okay, so I've got to think this one through. So, for the Europa League, which I believe is, what, 5th and 6th? mm mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I've gone with Newcastle and Chelsea. And for the Conference League, I've gone
0: for Aston Villa. Okay. So, I'm guessing, like, Newcastle 5th, I'm guessing, New Chelsea 6th? Correct. Aston Villa conflict. Okay. Um, so that is actually the same as me. Um, I've gone for Newcastle Europa League in fifth, Chelsea sixth, and then I've gone for Aston Villa as my seventh But I do think they could actually go on and win the Europa Conference League. And I think if that's the case, I don't know what happens in terms of whether the eighth place team comes in. And if that's the case, I'm going for Tottenham um, eighth place. But um, yeah, I don't know what happens if they do in it, whether... I'm guessing there'll be a second spot available for the winners that they'll go into the Europa League. And I'm guessing that's what, what will happen. But I don't know whether that means Chelsea's, if they finish sixth, their place will be, will be gone. I don't know what happens there. But that's where I see it at the moment. And for you, Naim?
2: I've gone for, so for Conference League, I've gone for Tottenham. I believe um, they bought a few players in, they got Madison in. So I think with will probably play a bigger role. I know how
0: much you hate him, Andy. But if. Oh, <laughs> I got, I got, could I spend an hour ranting about him. I really could. I
2: really could. <laughs> Several po- <separate> podcasts. <laughs> ten reasons why I hate Ratchalison. Um, hundred reasons, not just ten. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got for them in the Conference League. Um, I think they, the manager's good. Obviously, I know it's his first Premier League gig. Um, also not in Europe this season, so they only got one game a week. You know, you can focus a bit more on the team uh, because obviously, Aston Villa. Brighton and obviously yourselves, you've got um Europa League and Conference League respectively. So yeah, that might might have a factor in things, but I went for Tottenham in the Conference League place. So I think they might just make it. Uh, even though they pop, it's, it's looking likely that they will lose Harry Kane. Uh, he did contribute to a lot of their goals over the last couple of years. It might be hard to replace them goals because you know Son. He's getting on a bit now. Obviously, Richarlison, you don't know how much goals he's going to get them. Obviously, they got Dan Juman as well. Um, I think he might do a bit better this season. He didn't get much of a chance last season um, when Conte was there. But, um, yeah, yeah, more I'm for them. You there. He has gone to Everton on loan. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, so, yeah, you're looking at Richarlison, Madison will probably ship him with quite a few goals. Um, so, yeah, I'm going for them seventh and then... the. Uh, sixth place team. are gone going for Newcastle. I, I don't think they, may, they will make top four this season, purely because obviously they didn't have Europe, Europe last season. They're in the Champions League. They're gonna have to play their strongest team. They brought in, you know, they brought in a few players, but yeah, I think last season was a little bit um, of an overachievement for them, uh, considering. And I think yeah, they will they will finish sixth. Fifth place, I think I think it'll be Chelsea. I think they will get European football again this season. And I think it will be Europa League. I think they might just miss out on the on the top four. The same again with them. No, um, no Europe as well. So you know, it's one game a week. It's got the cups as well. So they can really play their strongest team in um, all those cups, really. But I think, I think, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a tall loss, considering how tall they were last season. You no, know, there's obviously in Kunku, He's come in now. He's out for about four months. For Farnes, out for ages. Uh, I know they brought uh, another defender in to replace him, but yeah, it might just take a season for all their players and for him to find his perfect team. So, and they still will do well, but fifth place uh, finish for them. So, yeah, that's my
0: um, Europa League and um, Conference League positions. You see, with Chelsea, I actually have a lot of c- concerns about Poch, the fact that. You know, when he was at his best, when he did his best jobs at Tottenham, etc., Sampton, yeah, that set 11, you know, Zaki was playing, you know, he had Wanyaba, Dembele, you know, Eriksen, Ali, Kane, and the, the team was set apart from maybe one player here and there. But PSG, it proved to be the case, and I think it may be an issue with him at Chelsea, is that he's got so many players to work with, so many egos, is whether he's got the, he can deal with those egos, that's my only worry about him. And the fact that Bodi has proved that he's not afraid to sack a manager quickly, so I think you know if all don't go right straight away and he can't find his best team like well, Potter had the issue with it and Lampard or Lampard actually isn't a good manager, but I think if he has that issue if he finds his best eleven then they're absolutely fine but I think with so many players there, I do worry whether he's going to find another team because you've got in and jackson you've got Mudric, you've got. Um, obviously all, all all these players to choose from, and that's just in one position so I, I do worry for him in that sense but I think he he is a good manager at heart and I think he could turn things around. Um, now heading on to our, we're going to talk combined two really, we'll do top four and champions what I'm going to do, we're going to go through our fourth and third and then we'll then announce who we think is going to win the league after that because you know, it will be pretty obvious who the two teams remaining are for each of us I'd imagine so Nae, back to you. We'll go to you first. Who's going to finish fourth, and who's going to finish third? Yeah, so my
2: team in fourth, they finished actually finished in the top four last season. But I'm going to go with Manchester United. I think you know they finished third last season. They did well. You know them. They obviously brought in Rasmus Highland. It's like he might be injured for a bit. Um like he's carrying an injury. So really, they're pretty much the same squad as last season. Obviously including obviously they got Mason Mount now as well and obviously got an under in goal. So I think yeah their problem last season was um they were creating chances but they didn't have anyone to uh, put a ball in the back of the net. And yeah this season might be more of the same uh, if they haven't got a target man up front. You know, Martial he's still there but he's always injured. Obviously Weg horsey came in um he was all, he didn't really do much, didn't score many goals. So yeah, they're going to be reliant on Rashford, Anthony. that was his first season last season. He might be a bit better next this season. And obviously, Sancho had a decent preseason, but you know he's more of a creator than more of a goal scorer. So I don't know if Ten Hag will play him as a force nine as he was doing in preseason. But yeah, I think I think I think they'll probably finish fourth this season. They'll still get Champions League football, but yeah, I can't I can't see them really challenging for the league um, with with just those signings that they they brought in. I think. I think obviously they might will probably get Amrabat as well by the looks of it. He'll be a good sign in as well. Um yeah, so the one for them fourth third place team. Um unfortunately I've gone for my team, Arsenal. Um, yeah, I think I think obviously the signings we brought in, Declan Rice is good. You know, obviously got rid of we got rid of Jack and we placed him with Declan Rice and then brought in Timber, he he looks like he'll be good, but yeah, as I was mentioning in the the preview. Don't rate really Kai Havertz. Don't know why we bought him. You know, there's, there's plenty of other players in that position that we could have bought for the same price, maybe less or even a bit more if you added on a bit of money. And obviously we in the Champions League this season. So, obviously, where we've been in the European League the last couple of seasons, we've been able to play second-string squad in the group stages. And obviously, that lasts up until December. And then you can... And then we obviously can start playing a stronger team in the knockout rounds. But obviously, we haven't got a good record in Europe uh, with Arteta. I know we got to the semi-final of the, um, against Real, Real but yeah, I think I think this season we probably still will do well, but I yeah, I can't re- I can't see us winning the league. Unfortunately, I think we might just fall short. That's just the pessimist in me. You never know they might surprise me again. But last season, no, we, we just expect the top four and then obviously is in the title title challenge. But I think this season there's more pressure on Miko Arteta because. He's, he's got a full squad now. He's got most of the players that he wants. But I think it's just the striking position that um, worries me a bit because um, obviously Jesus is out for a while with another knee injury. They say it's a couple of games, but you know, you know with Arsenal and their injuries, they say it's going to be a couple of games in and they out for months on end. And Ketia, he, yeah, I don't rate him either. So he won't, he will score goals, but not. he's not going to get 25, 30 goals, what we need to obviously push on, um, push City to, to win the league. Declan Rice obviously still getting used to the system, so I think he still will do well. But it's just it's us our bench really. Um, it's it's not the strongest really, and we have strengthened, but it's, I don't think it'll be enough. So I think yeah, we'll we'll, be, we'll still be up there, probably still be able to challenge. But I
0: think we might just fall short and finish third this season. Okay, so from the pessimist to the optimist, Ryan, you're. <laughs>
1: I'm just still trying to wrap my head around that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so uh, fourth, who the hell have I chosen for fourth? I believe I have chosen where the hell was it? Manchester United fourth place because they don't have a striker. That's the only reason they are not higher on that list. Or they do have a striker, but he won't be ready. And in third place, I've gone for Liverpool.
0: Okay, so Manu fourth, Liverpool third. So my um top, my fourth and third. Sorry, my fourth is Liverpool. Um, now I've heard a few people now, and, and guess names. One of them has put them in their top two. I've seen a few do this, and I think that. You know, we got the what we've got the the players to do this, but I just don't think we've done enough because last season our biggest issue was midfield. So everyone's saying we knew midfield. Yeah, we've McAllister and Soberside, but we've we've got rid of Cater, Oxe, Chamberlain, Fabinho, Henderson. We've lost a lot of midfielders. And I, I think obviously the talk is getting laffy and I think getting him in is good. But I don't think so of this season we've got they're gonna all gel straight away. I think we've been very Spoiled with the fact that you know Salah hit it off straight away. Van Dijk, Allison, the same thing. But you know, Darwin Nunes proved last year. Not every player and um will instantly make a difference. Um, such as Diaz, for example. So I think, whilst they are positives, I think getting McCaster in is great. I mean, at the moment, a is He's going to play as as the six, and I I do worry about that. Um, but I think getting him him and of side is great, and I think that. Obviously, getting Diaz back is huge. I think having him, Sallow, and personally, I think Jota, as a front three, is our best front three. And I think that will be hopefully what we need. I think getting Gakpo in, I think he's proved to be a better fit for Klopp's system than Darwin Nunes, if I'm honest. I think the attack's good. The defence worries me because we haven't yet bought right-back. And whilst Trent as an inverted right-back, it has definitely got better recently. But I still think it can leave that right centre-back role exposed. So Canate may be exposed. I think, I don't think we've, we've done enough As cover, because Van Dijk wasn't great last year. I know he's now our captain, but he is seemingly on the decline. So I do worry about that. Um, But for me, yeah, I just think that it's. Whilst I think we'll get back in the top four, I think that is still progress. I just don't think we've done enough to really warrant anything higher than that. And then third is Manu. I think if they gone and got Kane, like I think they should have. I think they they'd be my tip to win the league. But I think Hoyland. I think he has definitely the the potential to do well. I think just maybe for this season. It may be one year too early. But it might be a bit like Haaland in terms of the style of play. So he may prove us all wrong and bang him in. But I think if he does, Manu could finish a lot higher. But uh, I've gone for Manu second. So that means that in terms of our top two, Ryan's champions between Man City and Arsenal, as is mine, and Naeem's between City and Liverpool. So back to you, um, Naeem, Liverpool and City, who's winning the league?
2: Hmm, who will win the league, eh? think hey, Man City again. I think, yes, yeah, it's, it's what, Pep, Pep really, isn't it, man? While, while Whilst he's in the league, they're always going to be challenged for the league, you know. They brought in, also they got rid of Gundogan, Moritz has gone as well. They obviously got in Kovacic, might get Piquetta as well. They got in Guardi, Guardiola as well, I hope I pronounced his name right. Um, So yeah, they did us bolster in that defence as well. Uh Haaland's second season, he's still is still gonna get a lot of goals, you know. Every team's been that he's always getting getting a lot of goals. So yeah, with with Pepe just likes to win a lot. So I think I think yeah, they they're gonna win the league again, unfortunately. Um so yeah, he just needs to leave now. He's pretty much won everything now. Give a give, a, give another manager a chance, man. It's getting boring now, you know. They're there's becoming like Man United back in like you know the early early noughties and the late nineties, there's always winning it, but it's just a credit to them. You know, he's built a good team, and yeah, I just I just think that they're gonna win, win the league. And uh, yeah, I put you guys second place because um, yeah, I like the signings that you brought in. You know, you freshen up the squad. I know obviously you've gotten rid of quite a few midfielders, but obviously Oxlade-Chamberlain, he he really didn't really play much in the last couple of seasons. Fabinho, you know, he was he was good for you guys, but he was a bit a bit shaky last season, and you know. He was, a little bit on the decline. I don't know whether he could have stuck it out for another season. Henderson, he's pretty much won everything at you guys. Now he's getting on a bit, so yeah, he needs to just freshen it up a bit. And with you guys, I think it's because you have got Europa League, so you can you don't have to play your strongest team in the group stages. You can you can you can rotate and rest players, and then hopefully also injuries don't you know don't come in. Darwin Nunes is his second season now. You know he's for his first season. I know he came in for a lot of money, but he did he did still score goals. Obviously, I, I see your point with Van Dijk, you know, he's getting on a bit, you know, he's not really been the same since that injury he had, but, you know, he's got Canate there. Um, I do rate him highly. You know, I think, he, I think obviously, at the back in the last season, he was um, playing, training like that hybrid role as midfielder and obviously having Konate cover his position whilst he got forward. So, yeah, I think, obviously, last season, he didn't do that well. And with Klopp, every time he does have a little bit of a bad season, um, he can't usually come back stronger the next season. So, yeah, if anyone's gonna challenge Man City other than Arsenal, uh, it will be you guys. Cause and they've done it before with them. Um, so yeah, I've gone for you guys finishing second. But yeah, I think it'll be really close this season. Um, but yeah, you never know. City might walk away with it again. Who knows?
0: Now you mentioned City, made get out of the way, Golden Boot winner. Um. Everyone's saying Haaland. I know I've got my picks Haaland. What about you guys? Haaland as well? Is it anyway? anyone going to stop that? No, although I ripped him a lot, I think I have it. So I think he might... Um, nah, 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 nah <laughs> yeah, Harland Haaland
2: again. Yeah, I can't see anyone else outscoring him. Um, mm. If Kane went to United, he mm. might... Or, well, Kane was only, I think it was in the end, I think it might be six or seven goals behind Haaland in the end. So, and that was at Tottenham. So if was at United, you never know, he could have. Could have challenged him for that Salah. He'll still score goals, but yeah, I think Holland. Yeah, he's he's just he's, you know he'll have a few touches in the game and still score a hat trick. So yeah, with him, it's just yeah, he's just he's off next level. That guy, man. Yeah,
0: I think he's gonna walk away with it again. Ryan, you as well. Haaland, Golden Boot. Yeah. Fair enough. I think that's the most <laughs> easiest choice of the whole of our, this episode. Um, right. So, Ryan, over to you. Now, yours between City and Arsenal. Who's winning the league for you, and who's coming second?
1: Well, I don't think we've personally covered Liverpool enough. Um...
0: The amount of times you mentioned Arsenal, I think it's time we focus on Liverpool. It's um, it's um, not not, <laughs> it's not enough Liverpool content. I don't think over the last few last few months. But I think it's. Um...
1: <laughs> No, Liverpool's old news. They're on the fucking decline. Um, <laughs> I mean, quickly on on Hoyland. This 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 annoys me. The fact that he keeps being compared to Harland because they've got a similar name. That is the only <laughs> reason they're being compared. We've got That's the blue scored nine goals last year in Serie A.
0: Yeah, oh, exactly. if you watch, I got some highlights. It is a bit like in his turn of pace in terms of his, obviously, his physical nature. Um, I, I, I also I don't think he's going to come in and do any what Haaland did, but I just think that he has got, he's, what I've seen on from YouTube and after Tony on our Man U podcast, he told me about it. I watch all of it and I, I do think that he could he could do well. But I think at the same time, he's only got nine goals, but he is young at the end of the day, so it's a small sample size. But I, I don't think he'll get 30 goals, but I think 15 is something he could realistically get.
1: 15 would be an unreal season for him. That's saying that. He,
0: but two point 2.0? Didn't he say the same thing about Haaland? 15 goals that, be
1: an unreal season. Haaland is, like, currently at the level of a 16-year-old Haaland. No point, take that. He was not worth... You know, you know I'd have over, overspent on him. At Atlanta yep. have done an unbelievable job. I mean, yeah. how, how their director of football isn't isn't in prison for... Is, is quite insane but regardless onto the onto the top two um I mean I've not gone with Man City obviously because I've backed my team to win it and the reason for that is quite simple because we have strengthened and Manchester City have got weaker and it is as simple as that there's no other argument Man City have lost two very, very, very important players who have come up in some very big games and provided some very big moments. They've replaced them with Kovacic, who, I mean, if Chelsea didn't want him, why did Man City? Don't understand that one bit. Um, I don't think they're going to get Peketa because I don't think they're going to spend what West Ham want for him. Gavardia is a very, very good defender, don't get me wrong why they signed him when they gave Nathan Ake a new contract another one that doesn't add up and they've got no depth up front it's you know they've, they're they very very weak now in those areas when it comes to looking at players to come off the bench they've got the young lad that scored in the community shield and, and, and Alvarez but apart from that I don't I, I'm I'm not as fearful for, as, as as everyone else is from them I don't think they can get any better than they have been, to be honest. And the signings that we have made have made our team better. We have signed three players that have all come into our starting eleven at the end of the day. I mean whether Havertz stays there or not is another question. I don't know. Uh, well I, I <laughs> I don't know. There's a reason they signed him, you know. They that they ain't stupid at the end of the day. They wouldn't have spent that money in my opinion if they didn't believe in the quality that he has and and have a have an idea of where he's going to play, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I didn't sign him to be fair, neither did they do. <laughs> yeah,
0: fair. <enough.
1: laughs> so I they they them to have given me no reason to doubt them in the transfer window to to right now. They've not made hardly any mistakes, any errors. So I'm not going to doubt them now. And we've got one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. Timber looks like an excellent bit of business. So versatile, it's, it's quite crazy. And getting David Raya on a loan is... Oh, that's that's crazy. The fact that they turned down £40 million from Spurs and now they're letting him come to Arsenal for £3 million loan fee... I mean, and then the 27 million options buy. I mean, that's a, that's a slap in the face to Tottenham Hotspur. But <laughs> I've given my reasons, I think, very nicely there. So I'm not going to have any argument back.
0: Do, do, do you know with right? I saw Nick was by Munich and they've just recently got rid of Jan Sommer and Manuel Neuer all the things happened last season, all the things that's going on behind the scenes, I'm surprised they haven't gone more infinitely because I think Percy, I think Rye's better than Ramsdale, in my opinion. And I think that whilst you could argue maybe he's got more shots got got at him, maybe he looks better in that sense. But I think right now Rye's better keeper than Ramsdale. And I'm surprised I, I mean, I don't know what he's been promised, whether he get he's getting Champions League games and that's it. But I think if Bymney come calling and he would, may well be the starter if Noya is being shipped out, like the talk of it has been going on. And I, I think Ryan would be stupid not to do that because Places in certain amount at Arsenal. loan deal. You know, he may get the move next summer, I don't know. And maybe Neuer leaves in a year, I don't know. But I think that's probably your best signing if I'm honest. I think Rice is a brilliant signing, but I think getting Rye on a loan as that cover, but maybe even to start games, will be amazing. Um and I think that's one of the more under under the radar signings. But for okay. my title winners, I've gone for Arsenal.
1: I thought you said I was I wasn't going to like your predictions.
0: I was trying to I was trying to bait you in. I was trying to trying to throw you off the scent. <laughs> <laughs> and it is for everything. <laughs> if everything you told me, everything you said, I think it's exactly why I've chosen us because I think City to lose. Morris and Gundogan, I think, is huge. As Daki, you say, they were massive in your games. And Carl Walker might even talk of Carl Walker leaving as well. And I, I think that whilst I think Comptroller is a good signing, I think players notoriously take a year to get settled into Pep's system. If you got that, plus the fact that Comptroller may still not bring the clutchness that Gundogan bring. I mean, so many games last year and the year before last, he comes up with these big goals. I think to lose that is big. And I think Morris for the same reason. And I think that if they get Paqueta... It's so stupid, in my opinion, because I don't know whether I'm just seeing something different, but is he that good? I mean, he's been good for West Ham in times. I don't think he's been awfully consistent at West Ham. No, um, I, so I spent 60 mil on a guy who hasn't really shown it consistently. And is he going to take that? I don't think he's anywhere near the miles of placement. So I think whilst I think there'll still be a team that would be challenging for the league, I think that, you know, they had, they proved it three years ago when we, when we won the league, you know, a year off, they, they might have that now and again. They may still win the Champions League. We don't know. But in terms of the league itself, I saw
1: it's awesome.
0: I it's think awesome. as well going to be like we were when we lost the league to City the year before. You guys can, are going to be so eager. You're going to be so determined to win this. And, you know, you, as you say, you've added Rice. You've added Timber. You've added Habits. You've added Alan Ryan. Now, you've added not only players you need, but also you've added depth in players you've already got strength in. So for me, I think that's one of the big things to me as well. That I think Rice is huge. I think that. I didn't watch Community Shield, but from what I've heard about, he had a good game there. And I do think, actually, there's a bit of a curse on teams that win the Community Shield, but I think that you know, these things are there to be broken for a reason. So I think they could break that curse this year. Um, and I just think that right now, you guys are in a good place. You're making the right signings. And I think that you proved it even without Jesus. You still won games without him. So I think even losing him, I don't think it's as big as people think because last season, yes, they lost a few games here and there, but they lost games, a lot of them. Not the downfall happened when he came back from injury, so I, I I don't think he's the big player that everyone thinks, and this is still the reason why I did that bet last year. Um, but for me, I, I think Arsenal could win the league. And also that, um, sorry, Ryan, um, Saliba as well. See,
2: when he got mm. injured, and obviously bringing in Rob Holding, yeah, he's not good enough replacement, so yeah, I'm just hoping obviously, obviously, Kibbe was there as well. Maybe Timber can slot in there, um, if needs be, so. Yes, yeah, so Leiba was a big miss because uh, obviously he came in and then hit the ground running, and I think he's only going to get better, really. So, uh, yeah, I can see, I can see why, why you said that. Yeah, but you know, I me, mean? I'm just a pessimist, isn't it? You know, no, what, seen it all before.
1: What, what's happened with you is there's a certain man that needs
2: <laughs> well,
1: brainwashed, <laughs> walking people's minds, and it needs to be stopped. And this, this is what has happened to you, and. It's now our duty to bring you from the dark side back over to the light. But that's what the Timber signing is so yeah, yeah. so important because of that. But obviously, if Saliba or Gabriel does get, do get injured, obviously, the uh, the option then to, to push Ben White into the centre-back position, yeah. so then you've got Timber right back. Because he can play in so many areas... It's it's it's, oh, it's it's such a great sign, and I, I was honestly so pleased that we get You know, we got that done because it gives us that versatility. Now we've still got Tommy Asu as well, um, who's who's a very good player on his day. So our squad depth is so much better than it was last season, and it doesn't bother me about Jesus necessarily because Saka and Martinelli scored that many goals between them, and I yeah. think they to be even better this season. That it doesn't really matter. We don't really need. You know, a twenty-goal season striker because they they contribute so much. As does Odegaard as well. So that that doesn't bother me. And with Man City, will those players still have the same level of not 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 ambition, but that that drive? You know, they've they've already achieved the maximum that you could, you know, obviously you know, not the quadruple, but they they they've already done it. They've won the three big trophies now. Are they gonna still be mentally in that same place? I don't. I don't personally think. So. I don't see how they can top it, personally. So, I've, true. I guess the only was,
2: way to top it is like you said, the quadruple, isn't it? I guess, but that's yeah. That obviously Liverpool. Liverpool not, huh? no, not gonna. Huh? No,
1: they're not gonna. They're not gonna win multiple trophies again this season. There's there's too many teams behind them now. That have right, yeah. So it's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be interesting.
0: Yeah. You know what I think I think it bang on because at the end of the day, especially for the older players, is how do you get if you want if you want all there is to win, like winning a treble like that, it mm. is like even just especially for the season now, because if they lose a the league, they'll have that desire to win it back. But I think for this season, it is where's that drive? And I think that what we could see, we could see them, um, I don't know, say if they get they could be doing really well start of the year. They got quite a fable first six or seven games in the league, and I think that what we could see is that the moment they go out of a competition, whether it's, you know, whether it's taking the League Cup, if they get knocked out in early October, the quadruple thing's gone. Where's that drive then? That isn't part maybe going to beaten in the league. If, if they, one thing, once they lose a league game and once they get knocked out of the Cup, I think we could really see their form drop because that drive for a quadruple, the only thing they haven't done yet will be gone. And I think that could be their downfall. And that is why, for me, my underwhelming players can be Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I think he'll be the player that will disappoint most of the season. Now, he's a guy, one of the best ever players to do it in the Premier League, but he is getting older now. He had that injury in the final, you know, and this is T team that I think will will struggle, I think, to to redo those heights of last year. And I think this is why for me, De Bruyne, because at some point he's going to decline to some point. every player does. And I think this time could be next season. Um, but for you guys, other underwhelming players this season, uh, name for you, who's going to underwhelm for you?
2: Um, yeah, I've gone for a new signing um, as opposed to uh, someone that's already there. I think Rasmus Hoyland, um, yeah, obviously playing for Atalanta. I know he's only 20 years old, but yeah, scoring nine goals in Serie A. The Premier League's completely, completely different style of play. You know, a lot, of, a lot of players usually go over to Italy to, you know, like finish out their career sort of thing because it's a bit of a slower, slower paced league. But yeah, I think obviously the big money, the big price tag on his head as well. Um, there's talk of him maybe being injured as well. I don't think. I, th- I think it might be like a Darwin Nunes sort of situation. But obviously with him, he, you know, he kind of got better as the season went on. But with him, yeah, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him because, you know, M- Manchester United strikers over the years haven't, they have not really been the greatest, really, um, if you think about it. But like the last greatest one they had was, I don't know, maybe Zlatan. Maybe he he did the good shift. The was all right. Obviously, you know, Ronaldo was there as well, but you know, it's saw, saw what happened with him. Um, obviously, Martial, so he's injured. don't know. I'm not sure whether Greenwood will play, will feature much because obviously he can play up front. So I don't know. They might might try him. But Ooh. yeah, I think he'll be underwhelming this season. Um, and yeah, it might just be first season syndrome, but yeah, I think he's going to be underwhelming.
0: And for you, Ron?
1: My underwhelming player is a Manchester City player. And it is <laughs> Philip Foden. Okay. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about him. There's, a, there's the fact is they don't know. I don't think anyone on the planet or even in the universe knows where to play him. Quite frankly, and I don't know. Although they've got less attacking players, so he should feature more this season. I don't. I don't personally see the same. You know, rave about him as as other people do. Um, You know, he's a fantastic player on his day. Don't get me wrong. I don't know. There's just something not quite right there, and from from what I can see. So, yeah, I, I I think he could very well be underwhelming this season.
0: And our final category is going to be our uh, flop teams. Oh, sorry, and also player of the season. Now, we'll get player of the season out of the way first. I'm going for Saka for all the reasons I mentioned. Arsenal winning the league. And I think he's their best attacker. So, and attackers normally win the the award. So I've gone for Saka as my player of the season. Uh, for you, name?
2: I've gone yeah for another Arsenal player. I know obviously I said they finished third, but I you know still still finished third and be close to obviously winning the title. So I've gone for Martin Odegaard. And they done very very well last season. You know he's, he's our captain. He's still relatively young. It's quite quite crazy because he's been around what since he's sixteen and obviously Real Madrid picked him up. But yeah, I think if Party and Rice they can form a good partnership, then yeah, he's just gonna have that free roam like he did last season to obviously provide Saka like Martinelli and whoever he might be up front. I wanna see Trossard play a bit because um yeah, he's a really good player. You know, every time he comes on he always he's always always changing the game up. So I think yeah, he's just he's gonna he's gonna you know, it's gonna be like that. He's kinda like Erzul in a way, but I, I think I think he he offers a little bit more um Odegaard. So yeah, things gonna improve it more. He's gonna contribute with all those goals and assists and yeah, he's gonna he's gonna take the lead by storm again. So yeah, I've gone for Odegaard as my player of the season.
0: And then for you, Ryan.
2: Third Arsenal player.
1: What is going, going
0: on here? What is happening here? <laughs> hell, it's like The <laughs> real <laughs> change-up.
1: Um, yeah, I've also gone for Makayo Saka.
0: Okay, okay, and then finally, our um, flop team. So, go back to you, Ryan. Who's going to flop this season the most? Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, I know exactly what it's going to be. The last alone, I know exactly what you're going to pick here. We may not, need, not even ask. <laughs> I
1: was looking for test Um... It is Tottenham hotspur. Um <laughs> especially if Harry Kane departs to the land of Germany. They if they lose Harry Kane, they mark my words, they will finish in the bottom ten.
0: Ooh, but, that, is, that is bold. I, I, I do I don't know. I think Ricardo will make up the numbers in some aspects if he's up front now, but I know what you mean. I, I do think they'll struggle and I think they'll have probably the season he had when he lost Bale. I think they'll have the money coming in. But Especially nowadays, that there's not really much long left to the transfer window, so they're going to lose Kane, have all this money, and then not be able to do anything with it really. I think why well, they they've got the Carlison still, but I think you know they could st- I, I, I can see it happening completely. Um, my flop team is going to be Fulham now. Fulham was surprising of last year. It, I mentioned out a table four drawn up, Ireland finishing 16th because I think we saw last season how bad they performed towards the end without Mitrovic, there's talk of him leaving. Even if he stays, um, you know they had they had the season where they got relegated with them back then. Talk of Marcus Silva leaving for Saudi, Kalinias is even link with every club under the sun. So I think they, I think the end of the season was bad for last year, and I do worry for them this year. I think they'll be, I think they'll probably be fine, which is why I've not gone going down. But I think if Mitrovic goes, if Marcus Silva goes, I think they could be in real, real trouble. Could even go down. Um, Naim, finally for you, your flop team.
2: Yeah, one of my flop teams is a team that's going to be going down. It's going to have to be Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah, it's, yeah I think that they don't think that they're going to be doing too well. And yeah, they're going to flop hard this season.